Hi, welcome back to another episode of the DD Geopolitics podcast. I am joined by my wonderful co-host JM and the lovely, as always, Yara. Today, our guest needs no introduction. He's been our guest before. We are so excited to talk to him today about the Palestine-Israel conflict. Professor Alexander Dugin, how are you today? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. And while we have you guys here, please like, subscribe, and share this for the foreseeable future. So if you guys could just subscribe and like, and let's get started. So um, in a recent Twitter post, you stated uh, that drawing from your knowledge of the Israelis, that there's no doubt in your mind that they will st- will not stop until they eliminate all of the Palestinians. What about your knowledge um, of Israelis historically has brought you to this conclusion? So, um, we need, first of all, to put the situation in Gaza uh, and the geopolitical context. Now we are um, in the transition from unipolar unipolar world system to multipolar world system. And everything, what happens in any any point, any, any corner of the Earth, should be, first of all, put in this global geopolitical balance of power. There is the hegemonic power of the West. Israel is the proxy of uh, the collective West of the Atlanticist um, power, sea power. And that is a kind of of, of, main main condition uh, of the conflict. And on the other hand, there is the emerging multipolar world order with new poles appearing uh, under our eyes. Uh, Russia, China, Islamic world, um, Africa, Latin America, and a bit India. Uh, uh, All these uh, poles are uh, present in the BRICS uh, structure. So, uh, the hegemonic power uh, doesn't want to doesn't want uh, to let uh, this uh, multipolar uh, war, uh, order to establish and that is the main explanation of all the conflicts all the war all all the diplomatic uh, 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 diplomatic uh, uh, confrontations everything economy can not uh, now uh, explain anything at all because it is uh, uh, a secondary factor. So everything is about that, about the the future of the world order. Uh, Will will it be still unipolar as now uh, or or it uh, will uh, turn into the multipolarity? That is the main context. And in this frame, we should put Israel, Palestinians, Hamas, Islamic world, reaction of Russia, position of of the West. So uh, that is the main frame. And about concrete understanding of Israeli politics, we need to, to, uh, to, to take in consideration as well a kind of psychology of Israel state, of uh, Israel um entity political entity 
because it is based on very radical vision of the race, of the religion, of the chooseness of uh, Israeli people. And uh, they came to Israel precisely because they have uh, decided that uh, all the uh, long, long history of the suffering of the Jews is over. So no more suffering, no more, uh, no more um, uh, tortures, no more persecutions. Now it is the totally new era that is open. And in this situation, Jews will be not only safe, but considered to be a kind of uh, uh, the main main people, the, the people number one in uh, the earth. And that was uh, the meaning of the creation of st Israeli state in Palestine. That was a kind of the moment of historical, religious, eschatological triumph. And to tolerate in that any kind of resistance from um, uh, local people from other uh, other uh, populations living in, in this area or elsewhere, it is a kind of kind of radical accumulation uh, of this phase on which the state Israel is based, and that is why I, I consider from the beginning as the revenge after the attacks of Hamas against Israeli population will be very, very rough, very, very cruel. And I, I, I presume they will not stop because uh, they will not stop before they, 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 uh, they, they, they accomplish a full extermination, total ethnic cleansing, of Gaza, not because so much or because they need this territory. It is not too rich territory. It is the problematic territory, but uh, they, that is the principle, that is a question of principle, because they consider, the Jews now uh, consider that uh, they, were, they were accumulated by Hamas. And that was a kind of all, all the history of Jewish people is put on the scale. So they need to revenge. They, they feel themselves um, totally, totally uh, obliged to revenge and to destroy uh, what they consider to be aggressors and to erase from the uh, face of the earth. And what is important that the global hegemon uh, helps and supports Israel uh, in this uh, in this decision. So that is uh, as well very very important thing. So uh, Israel can to do that, and the global West, collective West, as we call it now, is in favor to 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 support uh, this uh, uh, this deed. So I think uh, uh, putting together. Uh, the capacity, the, the huge capacities uh, of um, Western, NATO, American uh, military power, and the kind of psychological, religious, eschatological mood of Israel, Israeli society, putting together to these factors, we could presume or foresee the total extermination of, of the population of Gaza.
I have to ask because many of our Arab uh, and Palestinian, especially friends, they've expressed a little bit of frustration with Putin's lack of action or his any outward statements. So you've stated, and I agree, um, that Russia is vigorously combating unipolarity, uh, which that translates to a broader struggle against globalization and the Western hegemonic influence. But Israel, as you've already stated today, is an obvious proxy of this hegemony. Can you explain the lack of a solid out, uh, solid and clear Russian stance through this lens? And if Russia is supposed to be at the helm of multipolarity, how do they reconcile with their relationship with Israel? So first of all, I think that, that there is a kind of position of Russia uh, uh, expressed by our representative in the United Nations Organization, Nebendia. Uh, there are the statements, statements of Lavrov, our uh, Minister of Foreign Affairs. So, uh, and that that is the full support of Palestinian people uh, that, that now is in in danger to be to be to be destroyed totally. So, I think that position of Russia and that situation by geopolitics and by the moral and by the historical ties with. Uh, Palestinians and with uh, Arab world and Muslim world uh, is clear. But what I think Putin, uh, I could not speak for him, but I presume how he considers uh, this situation. First of all, it is the direct attack against Islamic world. So if Islamic world uh, doesn't react properly doesn't declare the full-scale war uh, against Israel if it tries to combine to find some solutions uh, to speak with United uh, with United States with the West uh, as some of the rulers of the Islamic world do. So how Russia could could intervene? So it is first of all it is the problem between. Arabs or Muslims and Israeli with the support of uh, United States. And uh, we could as well um, uh, remember that most, so many Islamic states came to help us uh, to, in our bloody war in Ukraine when we are suffering because uh, almost all of, of, of Western vassals are fighting against uh, us there in Ukraine, supplying our enemies, uh, Nazi re regime in Kyiv, uh, with all this weapon. And uh, uh, nobody except Iran uh, comes uh, to, um, to, to, uh, to uh, uh, our side. So that is, is, is very important. We are ready to intervene. We are for sure, we are on the side of Palestinians, but it is logical that Islamic um, countries should strike first. They should consolidate, they should uh, uh, overcome uh, their uh, inner conflicts, inner um, confrontations, uh, and, and so on, and they should create a poll. That is their chance to reaffirm their presence in the world and the global system as a poll. And that is the kind of test for all, uh, for existence of Islamic 
civilization. If there is Islamic world, it should uh, accept this challenge. It could not say, oh no, it is just a local problem between Hamas and, and Israel. It is a direct attack against sovereignty of Islamic civilization. If Islamic civilization doesn't react, that shows that it is not ready to, 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 to exist as sovereign, independent power. So that, that means that the inner conflicts are more, are more important for Islamic countries. So I, uh, that is very important cons uh, consideration. You should not uh, expect from Russia that we will, we are, we now, we are now in war and nobody helps us. And how we could imagine that, that Russia will come to, 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 to open new front in fighting for Palestinians in uh, in Middle East against American American power it is a bit a bit uh, uh, irresponsible so but what is important Russia is politically with all its political diplomatical geopolitical weight on the side of Palestinian people but uh, we we observe what is going on there. And we could demand as well, where are Islamic states? Where are Islamic armies? Where are is, uh, Islamic people uh, when the brothers, uh, the people of Palestine is, um, is exterminated uh, now under our eyes? So uh, I could re uh, response, or I presume Putin would respond uh, that way. Thank you so much. Uh, so I have a, a little bit of a segue into that that answer, and thank you so much. So beyond these immediate events uh, occurring right now in Gaza, um, you've discussed uh, this broader confrontation between the West and the Islamic world, and I'm really curious to know how the Palestinian issue uh, currently functions almost as a unifying force in the Islamic world uh, against uh, these Western injustices, and how this would also uh, impact global dynamics. So I think that is the crucial moment of, uh, of, of the destiny of Islamic civilization, because it is uh, really accumulation of uh, Islamic civilization, Islamic, Islamic world. Uh, two billions of Muslims are now, they have received a kind of uh, challenge, the, the, the challenge, existential threat, because if they tolerate that, uh, the West uh, will treat them as uh, uh, as persons with no no real uh, will and no real weight. So they should respond. If they don't respond, if they stay in their semi or half half independent uh, state of being, if they don't protest against this hegemonic strife against. Uh, Islamic uh, identity and Islamic world and against uh, against all the hum human understanding of what is good and what, what is bad because what the Israeli now are doing that is the, the, the real violation of all forms, all rules of uh, uh, leading uh, the, uh, the war, the military actions. They destroy massively 
uh, destroy civil population of Gaza. They have received serious uh, uh, heat, uh, serious uh, strike from Hamas, and uh, I think nobody approved terrorist action of Hamas, but the response, it is totally out of totally out of any any limits, and that is a kind a kind of humiliation uh, for um, Islamic world. If the hegemonic power could treat them so, so they they have no value, no in, in their eyes. So, for example, the NATO and the collective West uh, tried to to treat us uh, this in the same manner. Uh, expanding NATO, creating their proxy, Nazi proxy regime and Ukraine, and they they they, they have shown they despise us, uh, the West in general. So they take us not into consideration, and we have responded by uh, special military uh, operation in Ukraine. That is how the real poll should behave. Uh, itself. So uh, that, that is the test. Who is the poll? Because many can pretend to be the polls, independent, many, many, uh, many, many uh, countries uh, declare they are, they are sovereign. They are not sovereign. If you, not, if you don't respond to existential threat, to existential geopolitical challenge, you are not sovereign. So Russia is sovereign, but it is not globally sovereign. We just are fighting to restore our sovereignty, at least in the Eurasian uh, Eurasian context, in the frame of post-Soviet space. And it is it takes many efforts from us. Uh, but uh, we are always ready to, to help those who declare and show and prove themselves to be sovereign and uh, uh, prove to be to be independent and really free. And if you are free, you respond against such uh, humiliation and such uh, uh, violation of all kinds of, of humanitarian norm. If uh, uh, Palestinians, Arab people, is treated like that. So and, and, and you don't respond, you uh, don't uh, answer. So it's up to you to to take. So that is uh, how I consider situation. So situation is critical um, now. If uh, Islamic world. Uh, receives and accepts uh, accepts the uh, the the challenge. It will mean that we now we have the new poll uh, because um, Russian poll, Chinese poll, and Islamic poll will be three fully independent sovereign polls fighting and resi resisting. Better to say better, resisting the, the pressure of. Hegemonic, hegemonic power, uh, and we we are now here um, to, to 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 decide uh, what world order we are in in reality. When it uh, it concerned, it um, affected us, we have reacted. So now it is time to react to Islamic. Uh,
So given the existing divisions among Arab nations exemplified by the current, uh, Arab, well, it was, at, it was the OIC um, summit in Riyadh, how do you address the challenges with achieving uh, unity in the Islamic world? So we've had 11 uh, countries agree to the, to the summit and then four, just four reject and then four abstain, um, which the, the, just for our listeners, the, agree upon preventing the use of American and other military bases in the Arab countries, freezing the Arab diplomatic, economic security, and military relations with Israel, uh, using oil uh, to pressure the pressure a stop to the aggression, um, prevent Israeli aviation from flying in airspaces, and forming an Arab ministerial committee. Um, I believe it was UAE, Saudi, Jordan, and maybe Qatar or Bahrain that rejected this outright? How do we overcome this sort of division? So that is up to Islamic world to, to solve the problem. I think that there is the split, not only between the countries, but um, the split inside of many Arabic and Islamic countries, because the elite in that countries uh, is bowed by the uh, globalist, the globalist network. Uh, they are too much involved in the global commerce, in, uh, in, the, uh, in this uh, network of, of, uh, of hegemony uh, controlled by the West. But the people of the same countries uh, think totally different. I think that if uh, now, uh, when in the Islamic world, uh, the leaders and the rulers hear uh, hear people and are in tune with them. They around people. They around Islamic society. They will somehow react. Well, and uh, in the in the countries uh, where the rulers fully despise their around population, so they they have they feel no where they feel no responsibility for the Islamic faith, for Islamic civilization, for. Uh, defending uh, Islamic values, traditional values, and uh, so they, they 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 will confront, they will have uh, in their protests. So I think that that is very very serious moment because uh, the division of Islamic countries it is not only um, regional problems; it is as well global geopolitical problem problem because. The global West uh, uh, try to manipulate the Islamic countries, try to 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 uh, to divide them artificially, try to in, in, to put a, a one against the other, so and uh, ignite the conflicts, uh, and that is an imperial strategy, uh, divide and rule, and they are successful in that. But now, when this existential challenge is directed against all Islamic states, all Islamic uh, population, all Islamic societies living in the Islamic countries all abroad, that is something different. So I think that now uh, resistance, so what, they, uh, what the Lebanese, uh, Syrian and Palestinian call resistance in the context of Middle East against, against uh, Israel now, becomes 
uh, kind of global phenomenon. It is not just intifada inside of Israel. That is global Islamic resistance that I, I think in some time will become the independent civilization of power. And uh, more and more uh, Muslims, they acquire geopolitical consciousness. They try to, to, to think in the terms of civilizations, of the geopolitics, of the balance of global, global power. And thinking in that way, they arrive at the conclusion that they could not be in their uh, uh, state uh, as, as today, divided, put against each other, conflicting, uh, fighting uh, Salafi against traditionalists, against Sufi, against Shia, and, and so on, national uh, ethnic aspects. All that uh, is uh, uh, it, it should be uh, should be uh, overcome, and I think that uh, we are uh, 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 now we are witnesses. We will be witnesses soon. I I hope that this uh, uh, birth of uh, Islamic geopolitical, pan-Islamic geopolitical consciousness. So, and they will understand immediately uh, the reasons that now escape them, why Russia uh, fights uh, in Ukraine, why China uh, wants so much to restore its sovereign, uh, sovereign control over Taiwan. They will understand the global context and they will find their own place and they will see uh, that if they not uh, transcend uh, these uh, uh, existing existing abysses uh, between them they could not pretend to be pole they will be colonized they they will be treated as slaves as object not the subject uh, of geopolitics in order to become the subject Islamic world should be united. They should find a kind of common platform, common denominator for for their for their um, uh, future uh, self-organization, uh, for the becoming the pole. And the test uh, test line is precisely Gaza is Palestine because if they accept that. So I think they they will they will they will lose that honor. Um, I had a question. I think all of us here on this podcast in this space here understand what you mean by sovereignty, Professor. But I was wondering if you could explain for your listeners what you think sovereignty, especially in the context of the international system, is, and if you could expand on that, how that differs from stateness, or I guess you might say in Russian, государственность. Exactly. That is the key uh, issue, because uh, sovereignty, uh, it, is not, it is not enough to recognize formally sovereign, uh, sovereignty of some national state and to have the real sovereignty. Um, because uh, Krasner, uh, as long as I, as I remember, has dedicated the book American Analyst uh, of Neoconservative um, line has uh, written the book uh, the sovereignty the um, uh, global hypocrisy hypocrisy means that there is no sovereignty except 
uh, of, in the case of great powers. All the other, all the rest of the world is not sovereign. It is dependent from those who are really sovereign. Uh, sovereign. And uh, the sovereignty was precisely the measure of uh, um, two camps fighting each other in the Cold War. Uh, uh, capitalist camp of the West and socialist camp of the East were sovereign and all the rest weren't sovereign. So all the rest uh, were obliged in this bipolar system to choose uh, which way uh, to fall, whom to fall, or to fall Soviet uh, camp, Soviet fall, or to, 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 to agree um, the, uh, the, the, the rule of, of, of other uh, pole, of, uh, other master. So that was bipolar, bipolar system of distribution of sovereignties. And after the fall of the Soviet Union, it happened that there is only one uh, pole, only one um, global power, hyper power that is sovereign and all the rest were uh, presumed uh, to 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 um, abandon their claim to sovereignty. That is the liberalism and in international relations. When there is only one pole of sovereignty in geopolitics, in economy, in ideology, in the politics, uh, with its uh, own sets of rule, liberalism, market economy, liberal democracy, technology, uh, LGBT, and so on. So that is only one sovereign ideology, liberalism, only one sovereign sovereign power, uh, collective West, NATO, Atlanticism, and all the rest are or vassals or uh, not sovereign at all. They are uh, peripheric uh, and rogue states, so-called rogue states. So, and, uh, but in the, in the, in the same time, uh, many national states are still considered to be sovereign, but that doesn't mean anything because they totally depend from the master. And in unipolar system, uh, the master is one. Uh, is United States of America, the NATO states, the global West, collective West. But with the growth of independent of Russia, independence of Russia, uh, um, uh, in the return during the return of Russia to to historical scene as and as well by uh china uh china's uh rise uh in economy uh there appeared two uh other pretendent uh, pretendants to to uh to form a sovereign pole so uh, the and they entered logically in the conflict with the keeper of this unipolar uh, type of sovereignty that explains every, everything but Neither Russia nor China uh, possess uh, today the, uh, the, the measure of capacity, the amount of capacity to be uh, only only uh, opponent of the uh, of the collective West. Hence, we need to 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 rethink, redistribute the, the sovereignty in on the multipolar 
basis. So Russia uh, cannot compete directly with the West. China cannot compete in the military way, strategical way, in ideological way uh, with the West. But putting together Russia and China could afford some resistance. Uh, and the same problem uh, stays uh, stands uh, before uh, Islamic world. So either Islamic world will find uh, the way to unite, to create the, the, the pole and to become the, the axis of the Islamic sovereignty uh, in front of the uh, American power, Western power, or, or it will be divided and will be put uh, sooner or later under control of other poles. So that is uh, the uh, problem of, uh, of, uh, of sovereignty should be put in the context of the concrete uh, re real geopolitics. And that is why it is so important. And what is, because for example, Israel cannot be sovereign. It is not sovereign. It is the part of the of the global West, and it uh, uh, relies totally on uh, the um, the uh, global West. Without the, the, the West, the Israeli economy, military complex, nothing could exist. It is it is just projection in the Middle East of, of, of the West, and the West is sovereign. Uh, Russia fights desperately to uh, be sovereign, to, to, to save its sovereignty, to affirm uh, its sovereignty in Ukraine. China do, does the same mostly in the economical uh, level, in economical camp. But as well, sooner or later, I think they will be uh, obliged to, to, to enter in the military uh, conflict with uh, hegemony. So now, now this uh, the problem of sovereignty is uh, uh, before um, before Islamic uh, Islamic countries they are not sovereign they depend they they are controlled by the West in many ways and now that is the examen that is the kind of test the proof if they are sovereign they would react if they are not yet sovereign they should become so. So that is the huge mission, I think, that the radical existential mission to Islamic world to to rethink, uh, to 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 uh, to recreate, uh, re-establish or establish its sovereignty, and for that reason, they need some common plan. They could not stay uh, stay divided more because uh, th that way they, they they will be lost they they will lose they their dignity and uh, their power so this this segues really nicely into the next question again um so we talked a little bit about commonalities uh, within the uh, islamic world um and you speak of course a lot about the vision of a, a multipolar world which we touched on a bit um you highlight uh, different uh, civilizations uniting uh, we're talking about russia china uh, the islamic world india africa latin america right can you elaborate a little bit for for the listeners on the commonalities that you uh, perceive among these civilizations and how their collaboration would contribute to the 
this establishment of a multipolar uh, world order, please? So, first of all, uh, uh, the world can be either unipolar uh, or multipolar. It could not be both. It, we, we need to, to, to choose. So, and it is not just theoretical choice. It is the, the choice that is in practice in the war, in the confrontation, and the competition, and the, uh, the uh, clash of civilizations. So that is uh, uh, where we are. Uh, so we are in, 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 in the middle between ending unipolarity, but ag agonizing unipolarity, trying to, to, to continue, to, to save it, to prolong it, and emerging multipolarity. So multipolarity is based on the difference in diversity of the civilizations, exactly as Samuel Huntington has, has uh, foresaw. So what uh, does uh, multiplicity of, uh, or plurality of civilizations mean? That means that we, we know now only one set of the so-called universal values, uh, individualism, uh, liberal democracy, parliamentarism, uh, market economy, um, modern science, uh, uh, relativism, and postmodern culture, that is a kind of obligatory set of, of, of principles uh, um, imposed uh, on the humanity. Because in unipolarity, there is only one civilization, the Western one, and it tries to, to organize the humanity and all society under its, uh, its principles and um, judging them who is wrong, who is right, showing and saying what they should do and what, what they uh, shouldn't. So that is unique civilization. And the West had a chance to, to create this kind of communality, communality based on their own individualistic uh, Anglo-Saxon and some uh, uh, form liberal values, but they have failed, totally failed. The West has shown that they could not keep the promise to, to be the leader of civilization and to, to grant the order, the, the rules, and the, uh, the minimal justice. Uh, and that, that is the problem. So new civilizations uh, arise now, uh, arising. And these civilizations are based on the commonality of the other principles. For example, in Russia, uh, we have traditional values, the family, the um, earth, the patriotism, empire, our history, our identity, our special kind of anthropology is sociology. Because, for example, for uh, Russia, the man, the, the human being is not individual. You could not imagine that. The, the people in the West could not understand that, that for us Russians, to be human, it is not to be individual. It, it is to be the part of the whole of the family, of the people, of the society. And we could not consider to be human something, some person, some figure that has no ties, no organic ties with their religion, with ethnic, ethnic, ethnical tradition, 
with uh, the whole with the people so we have the completely different anthropology and we have no no uh, premises for the uh, liberal democracy. It is just uh, passive, it is just the uh, 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 exterior aspect. We, uh, it seems that we have uh, the, the society like in the other countries, but uh, um, the meaning of our reactions, existential social reactions, uh, is totally different. So and now we recognize that more and more this commonality of Russian Eurasian uh, values, the common basis, common identity, civilization forms our civilization. The same uh, is in China. China is not liberal democracy. It uh, has its own uh, very very ancient tradition and roots, Confucian Confucianist ethics uh, and uh, socialist, communist, communist system of rules. So it is not liberal democracy at all, but that is civilization based of commonality of other uh, principles and other rules. And the same for uh, Islamic tradition, because for, for example, for uh, Muslim to, to say that the human being uh, should be considered in total absence of any relation to God, so it is blasphemy. Because to be human in the eyes of Muslim is to, is the same as to have the relation to God. So no, no, no God, no human, no human being, no rule. If there is as the person of of Russian Roman of Fyodor Dostoevsky once has said, if there is no God, there are no rules at all. No God, no rules. So I can do anything. And this nativistic attitude that is very, very common in the West, it is totally, totally uh, rejected um, by other civilization. And more and more, these civilizations enter in the conflict with the set of rules and values and principles imposed by the West. So the same for Africa, the same for Latin America, the same from India. India is the uh, uh, weakest uh, uh, element because it tries to solve its regional problem with Pakistan, with China, uh, relying on the, on the West. That is just for now, it is a kind of ex exception uh, in that in the, among the other poles. But uh, on the contrary, that India has nothing at all against uh, Russia. So we have still very good relations. So, but in, in generally, this uh, common um, co uh, commonality between poles, it should be based on the uh, respect and recognition of the right to be other, to be other. And that is the problem, philosophical problem. The West has no idea how to treat the other, because in the eyes of the West, the other is either the same as the West itself, or something very bad and very dangerous. If you are not like me, so you uh, uh, represent a kind of danger. And that is the kind of racist uh, attitude toward uh, 
towards the other. In the um, ancient time, that was open racism because that, there was equation, there was the formula, for example, civilization, barbarism, and sa uh, savages, uh, savagery. And to these, uh, these three types of society of Lewis Morgan um, co corresponded uh, white civilization that was uh, regarded as the same uh, as uh, civilization, uh, yellow people, uh, barbarians, and black uh, people as uh, savages. Uh, now, this biological racism is abandoned, but there is developed society or civilization, global liberal West. There is semi-periphery uh, developing country that didn't yet accept and embed, embed all the liberal values. And there are global periphery that uh, it's it just the savages. So that the same racism, the same racism regarding the other. The other should be all exactly like us, or uh, we should punish it, or transform it, or teach them to not to be what they are. And this uh, attitude of the that is, that is hegemonic, ideological, geopolitical attitude of the unipolarity. And against that, there is the growing resistance in all the world in all the countries in all the civilization and what is interesting i i remark i observe that the same rejection of this uh globalist liberal hegemony and unipolarity is growing in the west itself so so many people support now palestine so many people are against uh, the uh politics of biden of United States or uh, against the um, European Union that supported before the Palestinians. And now when they are un under the danger to be totally exterminated, they, they, they do nothing. They, as Biden said uh, recently, we could not, we could not uh, hope for ceasefire. So uh, he is responsible for what is going there. Israel is just one of the vessels of the world. So full responsibility is uh, on the shoulder of Biden and of the American American government. But I see, I observe that many people, the huge amount of people in Europe and United States are, are protesting against that because they don't agree with this treatment of the other. And in the example of extermination, genocide of Palestinians by um, uh, American vassals, Israel, we see how modern day days racism is working in functioning. So we, are, we, we, we could not leave this racist attitude. We, we abandoned the world. We criminalized the world of racism, uh, but what we see now is pure racism because Israeli and the West exterminate Palestinian as a people, as ethnic group. They say, oh, they are fighting against Hamas, but they are killing their civilians and thousands of civilians because just because they are Palestinians, they don't recognize any, any sovereignty any kind of independence of the uh, Palestine against all the decision of 
United Nations. And United Nations uh, uh, is the structure of bipolar worlds, uh, and now it is really obsolete. So Trump, when has said that United Nations is obsolete, he was right. But we have uh, no other other uh, platform of international uh, um, dialogue. Uh, so, but uh, uh, United Nations was based on the balance of two uh, two superpower of two sovereignties. And now, when we are living in the indefinite situation, when the unipolarity doesn't want to cease, doesn't want to let the multipolarity to to, to be established, so we we we, we lack the the correspondent, the correct. Uh, international system because there is no international order and that is why there are so many wars now i was going to ask questions about international law but you and i agree that international law isn't real and doesn't really exist there's nothing really to base anything on because we've we especially with the russian ukraine conflict we've really seen international law completely be flouted um so I, I, it's kind of pointless to ask you because I know what you're going to say, but we were going to talk about whether or not Western or whether or not international law is just a tool of Western hegemony. I think you and I can, we can all agree that it, it really is. So now I want to ask then, and in, in, in that framework, while, while we're still talking about Western hypocrisy and hegemony in the past 18 months, we've watched the ICC issue a warrant, a worthless piece of paper for the arrest of Vladimir Putin due to his so-called war crimes in Ukraine, which we haven't seen any evidence of whatever, whatnots and what have yous. But we haven't seen any indictment of Benjamin Netanyahu in the press or otherwise. What are your thoughts on this? And furthermore, what does this say about Russia in terms of how they fight wars in comparison to Western countries? Because what we've seen is that more Palestinians have been murdered over the last month than um, Ukrainians have in the entirety of the special military operation, which lends credence to the fact that Russia has done everything they can to avoid civilian casualties, but also leads me to believe that Israel is doing everything they can to promote civilian casualties. Uh, yes, yes, you are correct. But I think that for uh, now, the, 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 the state of facts, uh, the truth, doesn't uh, doesn't uh, concerns uh, anyone in the West. So th th that is the reality. Uh, uh, everybody uh, believes in the reality it, uh, she or he uh, wants to believe in. So the reality is the secondary. The facts now, uh, um, that is the fight between two fact checkers. So there are two global, global multipolar fact checkers and unipolar fact checkers, and uh, when they, uh, when they uh, uh, show their, their arguments, their facts, uh, the opposite side just just pretend it is fake news. So I think that there are the, the degrees uh, degrees in in this purely virtual confrontation of two worlds uh, but um, uh, that is important that uh, I agree with that uh, um, uh, that, 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 that true that in Palestine much more civilians were killed in this month during this month than during all the 
uh, war in uh, Ukraine on both sides uh, because we we have big losses among civil uh, population as well Russia as well suffers that so and what Palestine is suffering now it exceeds both losses on Ukraine uh, and Russian uh, part uh, among civilians but nobody cares in the west nobody cares and uh, except those who are generally are, uh, are rejecting uh, this this system it is already not um, about the truth it is about i think the um, kind of the, the beliefs uh, the ideology because the people who are uh, who are believing uh, profoundly in the Western hegemony, who agrees with globalist agenda, who share uh, the, the, uh, the, the liberal system of values, they, because they believe, they accept what CNN and other mass media in the West uh, uh, say, including when they lie. In, uh, they, they believe any, everything because they don't check. They have, uh, and uh, the same, for example, for uh, those uh, civilizations, those societies who reject generally the Western, uh, the Western hegemony, they don't believe. So they are inclined not to believe the West, and they are inclined to, to believe anything that, uh, that um, show uh, the hypocrisy of the Western media. For that reason, I, I think that uh, we are inside of deep mental war, psychological war, cultural war. So it is not just the fact. Uh, if you have the fact, and sometimes very, very rude and, and concrete and, and uh, uh, serious uh, uh, fact, you have but you have no mean to transmit it to to broadcast it there is no fact and if your broadcasting is censored if you are you are cancelled if you are deplatformed for example so you could show it to yourself to the people around you it works but it works work it works on on the very small scale and on the global media there is there are the oceans of lies, uh, for example, if they don't want to, to uh, emphasize, for example, this balance between the victims uh, among the civilians, between Ukraine uh, uh, and Gaza, they just don't mention it. And uh, nobody, uh, nobody uh, is aware of, of that. So, uh, and if we try to, to promote our uh, all independent media, they censor it, they, they cut it, they, they platform us. We could rely a bit, a little bit on the libertarian mood of Elon Musk for, uh, for a certain time with Twitter, but before that was concentration camp with, with the people in charge of the Twitter before Musk, uh, Elon Musk came. So we are, we are living, that is the kind of, uh, of, uh, of some, some libertarian uh, space in Twitter when we could steal uh, and some other platform, not so much censored, uh, we could express our, our meaning. But there are so many tools inside of 
um, uh, social services in order to 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 control, to reduce, to 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 uh, to reduce, for example, the um, clicks, uh, the the, the sears uh, by artificial means. So it is a reality uh, is totally manipulated, and I agree there are uh, 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 this difference that uh, should. Uh, show how uh, uh, hypocrite, uh, hi, uh, such hypo hypocrisy uh, uh, is in the blaming Russia for killing civilians. So uh, I, I agree uh, in the war, in the civil war we have now in Ukraine, uh, there are some, some victims among civilians, some of them killed purposely as ukrainians do some by casualties but there are the losses but the amount of the people killed uh, in the, uh, the direct transmission of the social media in gaza it overwhelming it is something totally out uh, any, any any limits and i think that uh, but uh, the globalists, uh, they just don't care. They continue to, to, to fuel uh, this genocide, the genocide. And I, I think that uh, uh, that is belief. And they believe, um, uh, they believe it's purely satanic, I think, now. So the Satan is the father of lies. Uh, and, uh, but I, I think that... Uh, not just the factual truths is some, something that should oppose them. That I think that's something deeper. We need, we need something deeper. We need the, uh, the belief in harmony, in real, in real balance between uh, the, the people, the real respect and love for tradition, for the principles and for um, multiplicity of the uh, of the cultures and civilizations. That is the principle. That is a kind of multipolar ideology. And who accept this multipolar ideology with the uh, correct and respectful treatment of the other? That is already already on the side of uh, in the right. Can. Uh, just for perpetrate all these crimes who fuel the bloody conflicts uh, uh, everywhere in the, in the world, they uh, finally they will be defeated. So you did say, and I don't remember where I saw it, but I do agree. Uh, you said that there's no coming back for Israel. Their reputation is ruined. There's no way to repair it. Um, they have pretty much no way out. Um, I've also spoken to others that say that they think that this is the ultimate exit strategy the united states to leave the ukrainian theater to try to save the european and american con economy do you think that i disagree with that assessment do you think that this is uh, possible and if it is how does it help america's position given the fact that israel has no way out of this or are we just watching kind of the flailing of a dying empire america just trying to do what it can and take whoever they can down with it I think there are no more, no much uh, political reasons or economical issues behind all that. I think that economy and uh, uh, everyday politi politics—they um, don't—they don't, they don't uh, explain anything anymore. 
So I think that uh, the, the United States uh, uh, is uh, uh, what uh, United States uh, do now. It is by inertia, by inertia of hegemony. It is a, a hegemonic gesture. Uh, that, is, that has no 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 real geopolitical uh, reasons. And Mayor Shamer, uh, American analyst Mayor Shamer, has shown uh, long ago that uh, the support of uh, United States uh, by the United States of, of Israel of the state Israel has no geopolitical or economical meaning because it creates the problem with Arab world with uh, uh, Islamic countries and now. Uh, the support of Israel, it is precisely, precisely um, a kind of uh, beginning of the war between the West and the Islamic civilization. All two billions of Muslims are now more or less uh, consider uh, considering themselves to be the enemy. Of the West, uh, so um, if uh, United States maybe it didn't lose total contact with Muslim world, but they, their position, uh, their relations of the U.S. and the Islamic world is totally damaged, uh, radically damaged. So no more any any uh, any positive um, positive relations and. Um, the United States loses uh, in uh, that situation without any uh, any balance uh, and, uh, and doesn't receive anything. The same for Israel. Israel uh, loses. Uh, it could destroy all, uh, kill all Palestinians. In the beginning of the situation, I didn't believe on that. But now we see that they, they will not stop. So I, 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 I thought that they fighting maybe one week they they they, they will uh, declare ceasefire but now they they show that they are absolutely mad um, for continuing uh, this massacre and but what I think that uh, they could not uh, receive some serious political results from that they will be hated. The West will be opposed by Muslim world. So, for example, now United States is against against China, against Russia, and and against uh, against uh, Ukraine. So, um, but Ukraine um, now it is uh, it has shifted from the center of attention of the West because precisely there is new front between unipolarity and multipolarity that is open. Uh, and um, so I think that uh, the West will continue to, 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 to fight in both directions and will supply the Ukraine with, with a weapon. But uh, I, I think that at um, uh, the same time, the situation um, is, is worse uh, for now for uh, the global West. And, uh, but the global West is uh, a kind of and pass in that end, it could not not behave uh, itself otherwise. It is uh, hegemony obliges that this arrogance of the unipolarity and the total uh, total ignorance of the other uh, and uh, the, the um, maniacal, frenetical um, re uh, rejection of the 
multipolarity. So now I see in social media, uh, uh, pro-globalist uh, people affirm multipolarity is the fascism, multipolarity is the racism, multipolarity is anti-Semitism, and all the other totally fool, foolish things because multipolarity is something opposed to any kind of anti-Semitism, uh, racism, or uh, xenophobia. It is acceptance of the difference as such, not when the difference becomes like you, as uh, liberal insist. So I think that uh, now the situation is much worse for, for, for the West, because new front, and it is not just Palestine, it is a civilizational front that is open, and it will last long, because um, what is going now, it is trauma, trauma, deep trauma for Islamic soul, and they will not pardon it. Uh, and, and they will not forgive it. Uh, and uh, they are as, as well Semites. It's interesting that Arabs and uh, Jews are Semites, are Semites, the same, the same ethnic group, the same language, maybe with different, different uh, levels uh, of, of, the, of the mixture with other peoples, but uh, culturally and uh, by, by, the, by the core, they are two branches of Semitic people, and uh, but um, Islamic uh, that concerns Arab because the Arabs because there are the other Muslims in all other uh, ethnic groups. But what is important? So uh, I think that uh, um, hegemony uh, is a kind of uh, um, or in uh, position uh, when uh, it is uh, a kind of victim of uh, its own strategy. So it, they, I, I don't think they, uh, they really uh, wished something like that because that undermines radically their position. They creates new danger and new threat for security for all the West. So it is suicidal strategy. But uh, maybe there we have some uh, some other dimension of the situation that uh, is linked to the religion because the Hamas action uh, action started under the name of the flood of the Al-Aqsa and that was a kind of, of sign uh, of the will to defend Al-Aqsa, the mosque uh, of um, um, Temple Mountain, uh, Mount uh, Temple, uh, against uh, possible Israel Israeli attack, and I think that adds eschatological, religious, uh, uh, the end of the world elements in that, and um, because uh, I am sure that uh, the big scale Palestinian uh, revolt. Uh, will start in the Western Bank of Jordan uh, and in the Western, uh, the Eastern Jerusalem. So uh, there will be uh, this uh, concentration of the eschatological events around Third Temple that is very dear for um, some uh, some group of radical Jew Zionists and. Uh, Jewish religious people supporting Zionism because they want to destroy uh, Al-Aqsa 
helped because it prevents uh, construction of the third temple. Um, that, and, and in the Zionists project, the, create, the construction, the building of the third temple, it is the way to, uh, to, to open the way to Messiah to come. That uh, many Jews uh, reject this interpretation of uh, Jewish Jewish faith, but there are some radical Zionist group that think that they they should not wait anymore for Messiah to come. They should have as if Messiah has come already and to create the third third temple. And for that reason, they 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 need to destroy. Alexa, and in defense of Alexa, um, the Hamas uh, the groups um, have in, in intervened uh, in the Israel uh, Israeli territories. So it is very uh, important, and in, in Islamic world, this aspect of the end time confrontation around um, temple, around uh, Mount Temple, around. Uh, uh, Alexa is uh, is uh, in the center of the conscious because consciousness because it is the part of the Islamic education and in Islamic world Islamic education including concerning the events of the future of the end of the world are very very uh, very common common knowledge so uh, they 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 really believe in that so that uh, that is not by by the chance we are calling that. Holy Land. Israel is Holy Land. It is holy for us Christians. It is holy for uh, Jews, and it is holy for Holy Land for uh, Muslims. And if there are such radical confrontation, so this eschatological um, dealing with the end time uh, doctrines, um, um, motives, and uh, and. Uh, 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 topics they appear and uh, they uh, could um, make this conflict more and more uh, radical. So we are dealing with very very thin matters, and it is not just economy, just guess that someone uh, someone uh, pretend that uh, all it is about guess uh, discovered in Gaza. So uh, maybe so. I don't I don't deny that. But uh, the, the, the history is so serious now that uh, I think that it's childish thing. The, the economy, it is totally, uh, uh, totally unimportant element in all that because you can, you can adapt uh, any situation to, uh, to, to, to have economic result because economy could um, adapt itself to, to the war, to the peace, to the commerce, to the um, uh, illegal uh, commerce. So the economy is very, very flexible and that uh, and uh, the, the civilization are much more and geopolitics uh, is a reality of um, much more serious um, powers and forces. Uh, and tendencies um, and uh, ideas uh, mean much more than things. 
Thank you so much. So I have a final question for you. Um, let's talk about the, the the risk of nuclear weapons, right? In one of your tweets uh, involving the Middle East, uh, you discussed the potential use of nuclear weapons and presented, you know, possible scenarios that touch on uh, on different uh, geopolitical aspects. Could you elaborate on on your views regarding the the potential escalation to World War Three, um, and outline the specific conflicts that might lead to such a scenario? And then finally. Who do you anticipate would be the major world parties involved in a potential World War III? So, at some, somehow, uh, Third World uh, World War uh, War Three is uh, has already begun uh, in some way, but it is just the the, the, of, uh, uh, the first stage or zero stage of the real war because there are two camps. Two radically opposed camp, the unipolar uh, camp and multipolar camp, uh, uh, confronting each other, clashing uh, between each other on different uh, different front line. Uh, but how it could uh, turn into the nuclear conflict? First of all, we know that uh, Israel has uh, a nuclear uh, weapon, and one of the Israeli military ministers uh, has uh, already declared that uh, he suggests to nuke uh, Gaza in order to destroy this uh, this system of uh, of defense uh, created by Hamas in Gaza. So um, that is uh, a, a quite known fact that Israeli uh, has received from the West the nuclear weapon. Uh, we know as well, or we, or we uh, suspect, uh, with some some um, basis for that, that Iran can, has a nuclear weapon, Pakistan has nuclear weapon, and uh, in special situation, if uh, uh, the conflict will grow, and I, I think maybe now. We, 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 we assist only uh, extermination of Gaza population by Israel military power and uh, heroic resistance of Palestinians uh, uh, with that huge, huge tra tragic um, genocide of the civilian population. That is what is going on now. Nobody has entered among um, Islamic countries seriously in conflict. But if we so if we presume that in, at some point of the continuation of the same massacre of Palestinians uh, and during this Nakba 2.0, uh, at, at some point uh, some Islamic country will intervene directly uh, in the war, uh, there is possible that there will be nuclear strike, uh, I, I think, uh, uh, not uh, not strategic nuclear uh, weapon will be used, but tactical nuclear weapon uh, could be used uh, could be used in this situation. And uh, Iran, Pakistan, Israel, they could exchange the the, the nuclear nuclear strikes. Uh, how will we have the United States supporting its uh, uh, its uh, uh, vassal uh, of Israel? Maybe. Um, maybe as well in involving in, in the situation in different weapons and Russia uh, 
I am absolutely sure will come to the to to uh, to help uh, the Islamic poll. Um, but uh, uh, I think that on all the sides uh, there will be uh, some rests of the uh, clear clear uh, consciousness that uh, we shouldn't escalate too much of this uh, of this conflict because the use of the strategical uh, nuclear weapon will signify immediately the end of humanity that will be the end of the world strategical nuclear weapon uh, that is mutual uh, extermination after that only mad max only post-human uh, species could could uh, survive uh, um, the, the, the quality and the amount of the accumulated uh, nuclear weapon in the case of Russia and in the case of United States grant on both sides the mutual extermination so there will be no no more humanity no more no more human being uh, on the planet but um, tactical the use of tactical nuclear weapon is totally different thing it is very very dangerous it destroys destroys huge um, amount of uh, of territories of, of the spaces uh, kills uh, people um, masses uh, and destroy ecology fatally but uh, use uh, the use of uh, tactical nu nuclear weapon is compatible theoretically with continuation of humanity and uh, if uh, we presume that this eschatological confrontation the clash of unipolarity against multipolarity will result in the use of the uh, strategical nuclear weapon that will mean the end and what is important that so uh, we are dealing now uh, um, with the territory that uh, where is the armageddon armageddon is the camp in israel where according to the prophecies of all the monotheist monotheist religions should the final battle uh, be, uh, be, be be realized so that that is um, it is very difficult to 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 to, to put aside uh, all the coincidence all the signs we we are dealing with in that situation so um and geopolitics it is not the last last um, uh, tool to to explain that but it is the be better than any other so geopolitics is uh, is um, is the one of the level uh, closer to the reality than uh, other kinds of uh, analytics and the final analysis i think should be really religious and in order to to think about the possible development of the conflict in middle east in gaza now we should really uh, really rethink all the history of the humanity maybe we have committed sometime very important error the mistake because something went wrong from certain moment it is not just about the normal wars normal conflicts the our history human history is full of that uh, I'm full of injustice and extermination, ethnical cleansing, killings and sufferings. That is the, our fate. But 
what we have now is something different that there is something final and all that so uh something decisive and in order to 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 understand what is maybe what is ending we should uh, we should uh, we should think how it started uh where uh the humanity has committed some some error uh and the thing uh went wrong it is not uh, anymore ideology because there is not capitalism against socialism it is not religious uh, religions because the west doesn't believe in god anymore but the east believes it's very important uh at least uh, uh, camp it is the west and the religious uh, camp is um, the other uh the, uh, the west and the rest the rest is much more religious than uh, the uh, west and uh, i think that um, we need to 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 find to to look for ontological explanation of the uh, ongoing crisis and we need to 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 try we need to try to 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 penetrate in depth of what is going on because it is everything it is about the destiny of humanity well thank you so much professor dugin for once again allowing us to speak with you about such an important and heavy topic um, do you have any closing thoughts that you'd like to leave with our, our listeners today? So I have, uh, you have asked me, I, I've tried to answer, uh, with all, uh, honest, uh, honesty. Uh, um, so, um, I, uh, I, I wish uh, all the people in, in the West, uh, uh, I wish uh, to, to stay strong, uh, not to be victim of the people that doesn't represent your will and your uh, thoughts and your values. That is very dangerous. That is where uh, real dictatorship and authoritarianism and totalitarianism is. Uh, for example, not you su support one leader or few leaders. The problem is if the leader represents your opinion, your your um, uh, thoughts, your your convictions, uh, your your faith, that is that is democracy. If there are the people who, uh, by all the democratic rules, does uh, uh, come to power but don't represent uh, yourself, that that is. A real totalitarianism. So it is about the nature, not about the form. So if you feel uh, yourself represented and defended by the power, no, that that is democratic power. If you feel not so, uh, it's your right to to fight against that. So um, and uh, I would like to say some words for my uh, uh, Islamic uh, brothers. Uh, now you are exactly in the position we were uh, on the eve uh, uh, of Ukrainian conflict. So, um, so uh, now you should understand us Russians better because we are fighting the same enemy, and the same enemy uh, does not uh, let us uh, the right to live, to to believe, to to have our own values so be united 
otherwise uh, it will be very difficult to you to to save your dignity and to 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 have the victory and i think uh, that palestine will be free finally once yeah. once palestine will be free um, thank you once again, Professor. Thank you, Yara and JM. Uh, join us on Monday for an episode with Pepe Escobar talking about the same topics, uh, 5 p.m. Central Europe time. And join us after this episode for a discussion space. Once again, thank you. Like, share, subscribe the stream. We are poor independent journalists. <laughs> thank you all and enjoy the rest of your weekend. Free Palestine. <laughs>